Welcome to season two of the Age Sister podcast. This season, we're talking all about women at work. So let's get started with today's expert. Hey, everyone. Today, I've got Tisha Reed on the show. Tisha is a trainer and facilitator and speaker, but she does all sorts of other really interesting things. And the one that I find the most intriguing is her use of Lego serious play to facilitate workshops and to lead teams. So I'll let Tisha tell you all about it. I hope you enjoy today's episode. So welcome, Tisha. Hi, good morning. So great to have you here. I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, I'm excited to talk to you as well. So tell me, you know, I always start out by asking guests this question. How did you get to do the work that you're doing today? That's a great question. I actually um, started my career many moons ago, (laughs) almost by accident. I was a CSR, which is customer service rep at a call center uh, for its Big te- one of the big three telecommunication companies, uh, but I was in their TV side, and I just remembered, like when growing up, I've always had the urge to to teach. Like I just I knew that I wanted to be teaching in some capacity, not necessarily be a teacher. Uh, but during this particular job, when I got hired, I remember looking at the trainer uh, during our new hire orientation, and I just remember thinking, I I can do that. I want to do that. How can I do that? And um, so a couple of months afterwards, I noticed that there was a gap between what was happening in the training and then the reality of what was happening on the call center floor, which happens often. And I brought that uh, to the attention of operations. And I said, you know, here's a plan that I have. Why don't we create like a new hire mentor program? And they're like, great, excellent, run with it. And I was like, who, me? Because <laughs> I was expecting them to be like, okay, that's great. You know, thank you. We'll, we'll figure it out. And they were just like, nope, run with it. Uh, we will sign you off on the phone. You know, you'll organize the meetings. You'll work with the managers to get like the senior reps and create like a whole like quality template for them to abide by and everything like that. And you'll have to work with the training department. And so that's kind of how I started to get my foot in the door. Uh, with training and the the new hire mentor program was a huge success all the way around. So when there was an opportunity for a training position that came up, the training director was like, just an FYI, um, you will still have to formally interview, but the position's yours if you want it. And that's Mm -hmm. how I got into the training or learning and development um, environment. Wow. So one of the things that you said to me um, when we were talking about your background is this idea that you have a real ability to plant seeds. Can you tell me more about that? I think that um, that's one of the reasons why I love my job, because especially when it comes to doing like new hire training, that's really fun for me. They come in all wide eyed and eager and ready to go. And that's a real opportunity to really kind of say, okay, this is how, um, you know, the culture is here and really show them um, what it is that we said in the interview and how it really it is. And from doing that, it really plants the seed, one, to say, okay, you know, this is how the behavior and the expectations and everything is. Um, But it also plants the seed as how far they can go within the company. So I like to, you know, always say, this is what we're doing here. This is the options that are available to you. You know, where you start is not where you have to end. So take advantage of, you know, if the company had like an employee assistant plan for education, take advantage of that. 
um, introduce yourself to different departments and start building that relationship currency and start, you know, working your way to where it is that you really want to go. So depending on what company I was working for, for example, with the cruise line, even talking to like the galley stewards, I would say your next step would be an assistant waiter. So how can I help you do that? And start planting the seeds and saying, this is what you need to do if you want to move forward. Um, so it's really fun. And just seeing people reach their potential that they might not necessarily know that they have through conversations and through trainings. So Tisha, can you tell me about this Lego serious play that you use as part of your workshop facilitation? Absolutely. Um, so one of the reasons why I love Lego serious play, and I actually, I, I came across it because I was looking for a way to up, update my skills, upskill myself, but I didn't want to go to school. And um, so I was looking on the internet to see, okay, you know, what can I, what is it that I can do? And I came across the Lego series play and it really just clicked um, for me, every pun intended there. And I just said, you know, this is what I want to do. And this is what I want to incorporate into my workshops. And one of the reasons why I enjoy it is because a brick can really be anything that you want it to be. I know that a lot of people are used to playing with Legos and, you know, you're building whatever it is that you're building with the Lego series play. It's slightly different because, um, we work a lot in metaphors, even daily, how we talk to each other. If you really listen to conversations, we use metaphors a lot of the times in our regular conversations. And so the great thing about Lego series play is we're building on the story through the model to solve the problem or the challenge that we're encountering. So for example, I have this piece of Lego right here. Um, looking at this just off the bat, it could be uh, you know, a metaphor for sustainability, environmental um, issues. It could be grass, a tree, um, sprouting, whatever it is that you want to do. But when you add it to something else, so for example, this, this uh, nice model here, it changes, right? So now with this on top of it, this could be, um, it now could mean the ideas that are sprouting out of this person's head, right? Creativity, varied thinking. Um, when we put him on top, it could now be he's having problems at work. So whatever his issues at work are, are a pain in the butt or it's prickly issues that they're trying to deal with, right? And then in the same vein, we can still use this. And now if we do something like this, it could be a metaphor for someone's communication style, right? It could be very abrasive. It could be very loud. Um, so it really is interesting how one brick can mean so many things based on the story that the person is telling with it, right? And it's a great way to get different insights, to pull different insights from people, which allows to get different outcomes to solve the issues that we're trying to solve. I just think this would be the best facilitation technique, <laughs> getting to play with Lego. I can't think of anything better. Um, so tell me what kind of groups use your Lego serious play? Uh, it could be, it, the good thing about it is it's very, um, it can be used anywhere, 
not necessary for everything, but it could be used for a lot of groups. So it could be used for corporate, nonprofits, um, even individuals. Let's say you are a coach and you're working with coaching clients. You can use the Lego Serious Play methodology for goal building uh, and vision planning for your individual clients. You can create a workshop for, let's say, entrepreneurs and you can assist them. I did that recently where I had a couple of uh, women entrepreneurs and we did a vision for their business. And we kind of um, went through like a vision boarding process and a SWOT analysis using the models that they built. Uh, for Lego through Lego Serious Place, so it, it's really a fantastic tool. Youth can use it, not necessarily anybody under the age of maybe eight, just because they might not necessarily understand what a metaphor is. Um, and I've seen it used for long-term care patients that have dementia or Alzheimer's um, as a way to communicate with their caretakers as well. And, and, you know, a different way to communicate with them. So it's it's definitely a tool that can be used in a wide range of situations with uh, different companies and people. And it's, it sounds to me like Lego Serious Play is not something that you just, you know, made up the process for. It sounds like there's a pretty stringent uh, training for it. Is that right? It is. It is. There is a process. And the reason why we... Even though you may have played with Legos before, um, the way that this process works, it's it's tapping into a different frame of mind, right? There's a there's a purpose to every question that we ask because it builds onto the next part of the the training uh, or to reach the objective. Um, so it's very strategic in what it is that we ask, what it is that you built, and the story that we kind of pull from you to frame. Um, or achieve the objective that it is that we're trying to to get. And I'm a very collaborative type of facilitator. Um, so I work very closely with the client to, you know, make sure that we're on the same track. Mm. And the expectation and, and, you know, what it is that I can do in my role versus what it is that they expect to happen during the workshop. And sometimes, you know, Lego Series Play may not be the, the right tool to use, um, as fun as it is, as it is, and um, as open as it is, so we really might say, okay, well, let's change the question, right, or the objective that we're trying to get to see if you know if Lego Series Play will fit with it. If not, then there's other tools in my toolbox, my magic toolbox, uh, that I can use to work at and do a workshop. So, do you have any um, any programs or workshops coming up, and where can our listeners find out more about your work? I'm I'm glad that you asked that. I do have a workshop coming up on May 21st. It is for women, um, and the workshop is focused around using your voice um, and and you know creating your presence. Um, and that could be your brand presence. It could be, you know, using your voice in a meeting and just speaking up. And we kind of really focus on, you know, the emotional aspects of public speaking per se. And, not, and when I say public speaking, it's not necessarily speaking up um, and standing in front of a crowd and giving a talk or a speech. But public speaking is speaking up at work in a meeting. Um, it's, you know, putting on a presentation. There's very aspe- various aspects of it. And then, you know, the reflection of yourself as your, of your brand. 
um, when you come into the office and creating presence for yourself. So that workshop is going to be on May 21st, as I mentioned, in Toronto, and I'm very excited for that. It's going to be a very small workshop, um, about 12 people, but it's going to be a full day workshop as well. So we're going to really get into it and we're going to practice um, the, the speaking portions and we're going to talk about different tips and techniques that you can use to be more comfortable Honestly, if you hate public speaking before, you will still hate it afterwards, <laughs> but at least you will be more comfortable doing it. And so I'm looking forward to that. If people want to reach out to me, um, they can email me at Tisha at retraininggroup.ca. They can find me on LinkedIn at Tisha Reed, or they can go on my website at readtraininggroup.ca and hit contact and uh, message me from there. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. And uh, I think our listeners will really enjoy learning more about your work. I'm looking forward to hearing from them. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Age Sister podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review the episode on your favorite podcast app. We'll also be posting the show notes and any other important information at www.cardeahealthconsulting.com.